Hello, my name is Professor Margaret Rogers Van Koops, and you are listening to Journey into an Unknown World. I've been doing this show now since 2010, and um, I'm very grateful to all the people who've been following me over the years. I have a favor to ask. Since I don't know who you are, and I don't know which country you're in, if you've had some fun listening to this show, I would be very grateful if you could go to my website, sumariscenter.com. That's S for sugar, U, M for mother, A, R for Roger, I, S for sugar, C-E-N-T-E-R.com. That's the American spelling. And go there and put your name in and give me your email so that I can correspond with you. And also give me your comments, why you like my shows and how you've listened to my videos or whatever else you have to say. I'd love some feedback, please. So now that I've said all that, let's get on with the show. Well, today what I'd like to talk to is a little bit about the Soul Structure Coding I've been lecturing and teaching a lot about this, and I think the average person in the street is very interested in why they do the things they do. And often people come up to me and say, I feel so different from the people I'm involved with. Why am I with them? Or, you know, I don't look anything like my mother and father, am I adopted? Different questions like this. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about what happens long before you're ever born. Just imagine, if you can, that you're going back around five generations. So that's going to be your great-great-grandma. You would be up in the spirit world with her and the people that are going to be her children and the man that's going to be her husband and the people that are his parents and so on, and her parents and so on. And then you would look at your great-grandchildren from her, that would be your great-grandparents, and you would introduce with them and talk with them and so on, and come on down to your mother and your father-to-be. So in actual fact, what you've actually done in the one is, is make a nice big program where you as an individual spirit and the oneness is going to watch all these ancestors being born, living their lives, and eventually passing back into the spirit world. And when they do, you're there to greet them and say, hey, thank you, that was a good prep, a good preparation, in other words, for me, for when it's my turn. You did a lot of things that were wonderful. I saw you grow and evolve spiritually. I'm very happy for you. I'm so happy you're home back with me here until it's my time to leave. Now, maybe that seems strange to you, but actually we are billions of years old. The cosmos is billions of years old. And we as entities evolved out of the oneness, which is also beyond measure. In other words, we can't tell how old it is. We haven't got anything to refer back to to compare it with anything else. But what I will tell you is that the oneness is the source of energy. It absorbs energy and it regenerates that energy and it sends it out again. So let's talk about vibration. In the beginning, it says in the Bible, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. 
Now, I want you to think about the fact that we talk about God as something we can relate to because it's hard to relate to a word or a sound. But in reality, everything that we look at in our world, as still as it is and as solid as it is, it is actually energy that is in motion. We just don't see it that way because we are not feeling the vibration of it. That is, unless you're psychic. So if you're psychic and I give you a spoon to hold, and let's say it's been used by someone five minutes ago and it's still dirty, you would be able to tell me all about the vibration of the person who held it. Why? Because the spoon is able to absorb the vibration of the person who is holding it. Now think about all your clothes and all your belongings and everything that you have all over your room or your house or wherever you are and realize that every part of that has your vibration on it. And a psychic can tell all about you just by touching all the things that you have. So what happens when we touch someone? What we actually do is let our energy source, the oneness, connect with us to relate to our own history, our ancestry, and all the energies we've had in past lives, and all the energies that our ancestors have had in past lives. And in that moment of vibrating in tune with the person that you're now involved with and touching their things, and what happens? you come up with some answers and you say very quickly, oh, you and I have got a lot in common. Or, oh, let's discuss something and find out more about one another because I feel like I've known you a long time. And the truth is, you have known them a long time. It's just that in this world, in this life, we don't really recall much. When I was very young, my father told me that I reminded him of his Auntie Sissy. Auntie Sissy was long dead. Apparently, she had dressed up as an old woman, got on a bus, got someone to give up their seat to her, and sat there croaking away in an old voice, and then got off the bus at her stop, went shopping, dressed like that, acted it out all the way, and then came home, and told her parents what she'd done. Of course, they would say, how could you do that to people? We are upper class. We don't misbehave like that. But of course, my father told me the story, and I took it all in, and soon was dressing up in mum's clothes, walking around in her shoes, trying to be like my auntie, great auntie, I should add here, sissy, trying to be like her, pretending to be an old person. Well, of course... That didn't last too long, but you could see I was identifying with an ancestor. Subliminally, there was a part of me saying, okay, I want to know what she was like because I want to find that inside me. And I have to be honest and say that over the years, I developed the actress in me. I developed the singer in me. I loved to do all the things that apparently she did. But the difference with us was it was my hobby and she unfortunately got ill and passed over to the other side. But it was in my DNA. It was in my genes. Whatever she'd done, I was left with it, inherited it. 
in the oneness when she came back to the spirit world I suppose I probably hugged her and said wow thank you I'm going to model my life on you in some way but of course I don't remember that and nor will you when you think back at your ancestors and some of you listening may think well I have no idea who my ancestors were so I can't tell I was adopted or I was just born in a little village somewhere and I don't know where I came from etc etc well it doesn't really matter whether or not you know because what you have is what we call a soul coding what I will say is this that if you go back through the years that I've been doing this show you'll find some shows on the soul coding and it will explain more but for here for now just I want to say to you that um, your soul coding has all the history of all your ancestors and all the interactions you've had to do with them as well as all your past lives they're all subtly encoded deep within that soul structure coding but you have a guideline you have a goal and that goal will limit you in this life for example my goal is to be able to say I accept everything I'm in acceptance well am I no have I been in rejection of a lot of things yes why because as a small child we were taught to listen look learn copy and become just like our elders so we look at mom we look at dad we see their body language their squinting eyes their wiggly nose their mouth in some shape when they smile and we copy it we copy it because that's what we see and then we listen to their voices and we hear what they're saying and in some way we relate to them and we try and sound like them well you might be thinking already gosh I don't want to be a bit like my mum or a bit like my dad or anyone else I want to be me but how can you be you when you've had to study so hard to copy your relatives, your ancestors. Think back of it this way. You're going back in time through not only mother and father, but granny and grandpa on both sides, great-granny and grandpa on both sides, great-great-great-great-granny and grandpa on both sides. And so it goes back. And each one of those people has had a core focus. My focus throughout my life has always been, I need to heal people. I need to help people. I love people. And so, in the same way, when I look back through my ancestry, that has been the lesson that I've seen, which I won't bore you with right now. But either people were terribly in love and very supportive and things like war separated them, or they were always angry and arguing and going through tiswards of some kind. What do we got? Love versus hate? opposition let's take a deep breath here and let me just give you time to think about your ancestry while I say to you if you're really interested in your soul structure coding I have a book called the rejection syndrome and that rejection syndrome teaches you all about the soul coding gives you stories so you can see negative stories and positive stories and you'll be able to say aha I see what I've been doing now, another way that I can help you is I recently published my own story, my journey into the oneness. 
in there, you'll not only read how I was up and down like a yo-yo in terms of my emotions and my mind and how I clinically died, but you'll also see how I've come out of the box and I'm sharing that I've had alien encounter experiences of the first kind many times. And the thing about our dimensions, our thinking and our thought is we tend to rely on the education we've been given. So what have you been given from your ancestors, from your father and mother, from your granny and grandpa? Have you been told you're a Catholic or you're a Jewish person or something else? Have you been told that you're going to step into grandpa and dad's business and so on and run it? Have you been told that you're different from everyone and you don't fit in, so you better hurry up and leave home and go and stand on your own two feet? There are so many different things that people have said to you, and somehow in your own way, you have built your RNA up. So what is your RNA? It's the way you store on a cellular, neuromuscular memory level in every cell of your body, every emotion that is tied to everything you've ever heard, seen, touched, and either understood or not understood throughout your life. And so if you're one of these people who says, I can't learn, I don't know, I've touched this, I felt that, I'm overwhelmed with emotions, but I just can't sort anything out, I feel I'm ignorant, my self-esteem is on the floor, then you're going to have a lot of pain in your body because every part of your body is storing some memory somewhere where you were using your body, you might have had your hands up trying to go potty when you were a little child, and now you put your hand up to go in the cupboard and suddenly you want to go to the toilet. You have associations with muscle movements and you have association with nervous feelings and you have associations with sounds that you hear. Some of them can be nurturing, some frightening. There are many things that are going on within your body and if your DNA is working productively for you, and all the experiences your ancestors have had throughout their lives, then with meditation and with psychic ability, you can tap into that and overcome your fear, pain, anger, guilt, and so on. So what happened to me? Many years ago, I was, I was a child. I was healing anyone who needed healing, including my school friends who were only five or six. I would put stones on them and they, they would get better. And I was also healing people in my father's regiment after the war. And I was only five years old. And by the time I was nine, I'd had so many experiences, I had made up my mind to be either a nurse or a doctor. And I didn't change that. I went into nursing. And from there, I went into psychology and psychiatry and counseling. And my psychic ability was constantly working and I was listening to spirit guides and ancestors talking to me. And as the years evolved, I moved slowly forward in divine providence because everything was set up for me to move through a variety of different people who would in some way bring out the best in me. But not before I had a breakdown 
and clinically died. The story is pretty short. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. I was given some pills for stress. My life was full of stress at that time with a pending divorce and four wayward children and umpteen clients and people who were in need of solace and comfort because I was a minister as well as a healer. So I was very busy and I was shaking from head to toe. And I finally decided I would take some of the pills that my doctor had given me, who was a friend of mine, saying they were new and would help a lot and get rid of my stress. What I didn't know was they were a heroin derivative. And so as I'm popping these in my mouth, in the beginning, they did stop the shakes. But by three weeks, I was so befuddled, I didn't know whether I'd taken them or not. I'd overdosed on them by taking too many. And the next thing I know, I'm clinically dying. And my spirit guides are saying, you have to recover. And I'm saying, no, no, I have to come and be with you because I can't handle all this stress. And in that moment that I agreed because I felt guilty letting the team down because they let me feel that, I said, well, if you give me something to live for, I'll stay. And in that moment, I was given an injection into my heart which was verified by the nurse who was doing the attendance with the doctors, who happened to be the neighbor of my best friend, who knocked on her door in the morning to tell her that they had saved my life that night. I returned to consciousness and awakened to realize there must be something more to live for. In time, I went to India. That made a big difference in my life and from there to America. And during the Christmas period, I wrote Journey into an Unknown World, originally called The Way to Oneness. It was published in German, and it was the first German philosophical spiritual book to go into East Berlin when the war came down. The story is in my book, My Journey, into the oneness if you're interested. But the point of this was that as a result of my clinical death, I was able to return without that fear, without that anxiety, without that worry controlling me. It didn't mean there wasn't worries and anxieties, but it did mean that I could stay in command of myself. And with the help of that book and the rejection syndrome that I wrote later, I was able to understand the content of the first book, Journey into an Unknown World, The Way to One is Revisited, now republished, which you can get a copy of if you'd like. In that copy, I have included lots of my stories too, but the original text is still there. In those days when I wrote that book, I must say clearly, we write I have so many spirit guides and guardian angels that work with me that I do not separate myself from them anymore. In the same way, I do not separate myself from my family and my ancestry because I realize that they paved the way for me to be here to be able to teach the many people that I've taught across this planet. I'd like you to think about yourself and what you can do. Now, I mentioned in the beginning of this show 
that I would love it if you would write me. Go to my website, sumaricenter.com. You'll find a box there. Put your name in, put your email, and tell me if you've listened to this show or any of the others. Tell me if you've watched my videos, which is www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash dr margaret m-a-r-g-a-r-e-t let me know if you've been watching my videos too i have a lot of followers on linkedin and facebook as well and i don't know who is really interested in all my works so please go to sumariscenter.com fill in that form and let me know and i'll get in touch with you from time to time and let you know when i'm teaching a class so let me come back to cellular neuromuscular memory. Your soul structure coding is constantly influencing your habits and your routines. What your soul structure coding does is it connects you with the oneness. It connects you with your ancestors. It connects you with your master teachers, spirit guides. It connects you with God. And it connects you with everyone else on this planet. You might wonder, how does that happen? Well, it happens vicariously through energy that we discharge from our bodies. When you meet someone and you speak, your aura spits out little bits of energy which flow into the person you're talking to who then feels you and understands you and wants to be with you. Or, on reverse, says, I have to make a phone call, be right back and disappears altogether because something about your energy and their aura has disturbed them. So what do we see here? We see a sharing, a unity, a coming together, a oneness being, or we see friction. And when we see friction, we create heat. And when we have heat, we feel uncomfortable. And we want to release, we want to go away. So negative energy makes us hot. Positive energy, on the other hand, as much as we love to hug and kiss and cuddle and all the rest of it, in the spiritual sense, the higher we go in vibration of oneness, the colder it becomes. And yet, within the core of that coldness is so much warmth, so much love, that you don't actually feel cold. So why am I saying there are two vibrations, hot and cold? We have to think about the higher ascension. The higher ascension we go, let's use a mountain as an example. We go up a mountain, it gets colder because we're getting into thinner atmosphere. We go down into the bowels of the earth, we're going to get warmer because we're getting nearer the central core of the earth. This is a symbol of the dark versus the light. And I'd like to introduce you to my new book. It's an audio book that you can download from my website or we've got it on Kindle. So if you'd like a copy to read uh, a book, you know, a softback or download it into your Kindle or whatever you've got, uh, that's one way to get it. Or contact us or go to samaricenter.com or call us at 928-733-3525 and we'll tell you more about it. In that book, what I'm showing you is how the dark side of ourselves and the oneness emerges through friction, sound, vibration into a form of energy 
that is restructuring, remolding ourselves into a light being who is able to understand both the dark and the light and use both in harmony, in a sense, to walk the Buddhic road. And in walking the Buddhic road to say, I am that I am. But of course, it's not easy in this world. Now, if you have a problem and you've got no answers, I'll help you. All you have to do is write to me, drmargaretrvc at gmail.com. Margaret is spelled M-A-R-G-A-R-E-T, so drmargaretrvc at gmail.com. And uh, tell me what your problem is, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can, and we'll probably talk and uh, decide what it is you need to have done for you. Now, if you are in a relationship and are having issues with your mom or your dad or your best friend or boyfriend or husband or wife or whatever, uh, then uh, you might like to get a copy of my book, The Rejection Syndrome. I'm promising you that if you read that book, you're going to really say, I can see how my soul coding can affect my relationship. And I am in the negative, and I am worrying about this and that and so on. Or I am in the positive, but they are not in some way. And it will help you to understand how to let go on playing the same game over and over again. So if you really are truly interested in healing a relationship, then I suggest you share the book and read it together, because it will truly help you to understand more about yourself. The soul coding connects you with God, your soul ascended master teachers, which is your soul group, It connects you with your ancestors and all that have gone before. It connects you with your past lives and it connects you with all the people on this planet and the animals and insects and so on too. So what am I saying? Time to develop your psychic ability. And I do have a book called Expanding Images with the Omnicard. It's a little bit more money than most because it's in color. But what you'll do is read 60 pages of exactly what the psychic ability is, how to practice, and then how to use the book with the color card and all the explanations across the book that will help you to understand using symbols to illustrate your feelings. For example, if I say think of an ice cream, you'll visualize it. And as you visualize it, you may have a feeling, oh, I just fancy some now, or the opposite, oh, it's too cold, it's snow outside, I don't feel like ice cream. But whatever it is, that's where you go, you see. You you see, you feel, and your intuition says yes or no. It's that simple. But nobody ever thinks things are that simple on this planet. So why am I talking about this right now? We are expecting an evolution a breakdown of what was, and an evolution of what is to come. At this particular time now, we have children on this planet who are multifaceted, talented kids. They've been coming down since the early 1990s, and they will continue to come down indefinitely in the future. 
Anyone who was born in the early 90s, they're going to be mothers and fathers of very super-duper psychic kids. And they need to be taught and trained how to be psychic so they can bring up these children. I'm asking you, please be aware of this. These children are super sensitive. They need artistic support. They need good education. They need social structures. They don't need their head buried in telephones all day long. They need to learn to integrate their species with one another. We are mixing the races, as you've seen, over the last 30, 40 years. We are integrating our species to one human race. And, of course, we have to learn to trade and to market and to share products across the world without all of this competition and stuff that's been going on from the first spiritual age where we were learning survival. This new spiritual age, sometimes called the Aquarian Age, is about communications. And I'm communicating with you right now, and I'm saying, please share all that I've been teaching on all of these radio shows with as many people as you can across this planet, because my focus has always been to help those in need and those who are growing and evolving spiritually. I've never, ever asked anyone for money. This show has been free. You can go to iTunes.com and download all hundred and something of my half-hour educational shows here. So I'm grateful once again for you following me and listening to this show. And I sincerely ask you, if you really do appreciate the work that I've been doing, encourage me a little bit. Go to samariscenter.com. Fill in the little box there that says your name, your email, and what you're interested in, and whether or not you've listened to my videos or my radio shows. Let me know what topics you'd like to listen to as well. Maybe I've missed something, something that you're into. So on that note, I say to you, thank you for listening to me, and I do really appreciate your following me. Thank you so much. Take care. Goodbye.